Welcome to the Legislate podcast, a place to learn about the latest insights and trends in property, technology, contract drafting, and business building. Today, I'm very excited to welcome Josh on the show. Josh is the Managing Director of Landlord Vision. Landlord Vision is an all-in-one cloud-based residential landlord software that helps you effortlessly manage your finances, your tasks, and your landlord responsibilities. Josh, thank you for taking the time. Would you like to please share a bit of background about yourself and Landlord Vision? Hi, Charles. Yeah, thanks for having me here. It's a pleasure to be on this podcast. My background is pretty much exclusively in residential property. I was an estate agent for many moons, forgive me my sins. I moved into prop tech roughly about five, six years ago, and I've been with Landlord Vision for just over a year now. My background has always been in residential property, mainly because that's what I've always loved, what I've always known, but I think the industry is pretty antiquated, and that's what led me to basically following down the route of prop tech. Landlord Vision, who I now work for, uh, is landlord property management software with making tax digital coming up in the future. We are very much focused on the accountancy engine behind property management software. That's, that's a very interesting background, especially given that there are lots of various property management platforms. So from my understanding, then your focus is very much around taxes. Yeah, there's a whole heap of property management software out there. And to be honest, the biggest competitor to us has always been just a standard Excel spreadsheet. There is a lot that Excel can do for you. There's also a lot of things that it can't do, for instance, filing your taxes. Where we see ourselves is very much between the realms of an Excel spreadsheet and, say, an accountancy software like Xero or QuickBooks. But we just cater to the niche of those who have property and want to basically follow their taxes through property management software, which, like I say, they will be forced to do come 2024 in April. Great. I think as a software that the government forces you to use, I think that's probably the best position you can be in ever. Yeah, Great. it's and... uh, certainly useful that the uh, government are steering everyone to using software like ours. Yeah, that's great. And... You've been at Landlord Vision now for a year. What's been your favorite moment so far? We've actually had a few, but I think my favorite moment so far is we are revamping the website and the software and being able to come in with fresh eyes and have a team enthusiastically take up the same vision as I had for where the company could go, including working with people and companies such as yourself. It's really going to help bring about the best possible software for our customers and working with the best possible companies out there to provide a pretty seamless transition from renting out your property through to filing your taxes, through to providing the legal documents, through to referencing your tenants. There's a lot of really great third parties out there and that's probably what I'm most excited about. Yeah, yeah we're definitely excited to start working with you soon and offer legislate contracts to your users. And uh, I guess you've been also with Vision for a year, so what maybe do you wish you'd known before? The same as I have in pretty much any prop tech role I've ever been in, and I dare say the same as many other entrepreneurs would confess to, which is I wish I knew how to code better. It is always the bottleneck for any prop tech I've worked in. It also defines my ability as a product manager to be able to accurately estimate times for delivery. Uh, it's something I wish I had 
studied at university and done a little bit more research into before entering the world of prop tech. But uh, it's an ever-changing landscape as well. Different languages are used all the time. Very much when I started, it was always about PHP. Now we get a lot of machine learning and AI, which is all done in Python. So if I'd started studying PHP back five years ago, then I'd be struggling with Python now. Yeah, it's true that, especially on the coding landscape, everything is evolving so quickly. But on the one hand, there's also a lot of movement towards no-code or low-code languages, which are wrapping up code. Hopefully, it, it is making it easier for non-technical people to get their hands dirty and understand how everything works. Yeah, no, I think that'd be great for the next generation of iterations of companies come through so that entrepreneurs can pivot quicker rather than yeah. be reliant on huge tech teams such as we currently are. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, what's the, you mentioned the platform's going for a bit of a revamp. What's uh, the plan and vision for the next five, 10 years? So the next iteration of our software will be much more user-friendly. It will be much more mobile-friendly. It's a cleaner design, it's a softer look as well. Our current software is very comprehensive. However, that can be a little bit overbearing and a little bit daunting, especially for accidental landlords. Our new software has very much that sort of soft round edges that you've seen from the big companies like Airbnb, Monzo. It's very much mimicking that. The software also was also designed back in 2013, the first time around. It is not designed mobile first. Everything's now moved to mobile first. So we need our software to represent that, which should also mean doing things on the move is a lot quicker. Also with everyone having smartphones, it means everyone's got a microphone and a camera built in, which means for our software, you can upload receipts immediately and have those taken off against your accounts. We're looking into inventories and things like that could be done immediately by your mobile phone on an app and everything just becoming a lot more mobile and a lot quicker. That is essentially where we are moving to. We're also going to revamp the website, but that's much more a sort of design and just making it look prettier and marketing angle rather than the functionality of the software. So yeah, and that's essentially where our short-term goal is. Long-term goal will be able to do everything from onboarding a tenant all the way through to the end of the tenancy. So real cradle to grave mentality. The way we'd probably go about that is through third party integrations rather than moving away from what our core focus is and always will be, which is you can use our software as an accountancy engine for your property management software. That's really exciting. And I guess if I've understood it correctly, it's mobile first, and then leveraging functionality of smartphones to offer a more complete experience and then leveraging third-party providers to really make sure that landlords and tenants can do everything they need to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's, like you said earlier, there's a lot of property software out there. So there's a lot of options for landlords out there for everything and every part of the property journey, really. What we would like to do is be able to collate the best in class of various different third parties, work alongside them and say, here is everything you need in a one-stop shop. That's that's great and really exciting. And as a managing director, I imagine you come across quite a few contracts. What are maybe the key ones that you interact with? And is there anything that you can share about them? Sure. I, one of the most common ones I come across is NDAs. That's very common for me. Within the property realm, the ones I often come across are Section 21s, which are soon to be abolished by the sounds of things if the white paper goes ahead, which means we'll probably see the rise of Section 8s again. Other sort of contracts that I regularly see 
pretty much anything from affiliate marketing through to partnerships. But I'd say probably, yeah, the most common ones are NDAs. That's interesting. And with those contracts, do you find that there's any area of negotiation or friction? So the problem I tend to find with these contracts is they come in every shape and size imaginable. I've had people courier them to my front door where they wanted wet ink signatures. I've had PDFs that couldn't be edited. I've had Word documents that I could have rechanged every word in that document. I dare say no one would have even looked at it. Yeah, I think there's some real, there's a lack of standardization in the contracts that I receive, and that has led to some interesting discussions on the back of that. Yeah, I can imagine. And standardization is definitely something I legislate we're trying to do, not because we don't think that contracts shouldn't be unique, but we feel that the bulk of the language should be standardized, same with the shape and format. But ultimately, if a contract needs to be tailored, it can be tailored within a standard framework so that it's easy for parties to know their bearings, it's very easy to review, and it just makes it so much easier to sign a contract with confidence that you're signing something which is good. Yeah, so, and that's something a lot yeah. of our landlords are after as well, is the ability to have something that is legally sound and almost template in format, but they want to occasionally be able to add their own variations to that. But obviously the variations need to be within a legal requirement and not compromise the rest of the document. Again, one of the reasons we came to you is that ability to customize the document, but not breach its integrity. Absolutely. That's, uh, that's definitely something that whenever you do customize, sometimes it is coming from a good place, but you really need to view the contract as a whole and you might be protecting yourself for a very specific situation, but creating liability for a whole range of others or you might be rendering a whole bunch of the contract unenforceable. Yeah. yeah, it's best to do things the right way. So great. And I'm conscious, Josh, I've already taken a lot of your time. So I'm going to ask you the closing question we ask all our guests. If you're being sent a contract to sign today, what would impress you? Sure. For me, one of the big things is being able to sign it digitally. What I really liked about your platform, which I didn't realize I would be impressed by, had I not experienced it, was the ability to monitor how far the contract is in being signed. So it'd be like, it's waiting for you to be signed, I signed it, get it back, sent to you, waiting for Charles to sign it, and then receive an update, Charles has signed it. That sort of instant feedback is something that did very much impress me. That's, I think, the first time we've had that answer on the show, but obviously, as a matter of legislator, a great answer to hear. So yeah, <laughs> tracking signatures is really important because if you don't know who hasn't signed, then how do you know who to chase? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you're one of these sad so-and-sos like myself, it's nice to get an update at 9 p.m. being like, oh, cool, that's been signed. I can crack on with that first thing tomorrow morning. Yeah, exactly. That makes two of us. So, <laughs> great. Well, thank you, Josh, for being on the show. And uh, best of luck revamping Landlord Vision and look forward to seeing our integration live soon. Brilliant. Thanks for having me, Charles. Thank you. Bye-bye.